Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, we're going to go over your AEW Dynamite review. Uh, starting off tonight, we have Wardlow versus Luchasaurus in a Lumberjack match. Man, this match was insane. This was a really good match from both guys. Uh, starting off the match, Luchasaurus hits a standing moonsault on Wardlow in the middle of the ring. I still don't know how a guy that size, him being how tall he is and his weight, get pulled off a standing moonsault in the middle of the ring, man. It is very, that's impressive. It really is. Um, after he hits a standing moonsault on Warlow, Warlow then gets uh, hits a superplex on Luchasaurus off the top rope. Warlow and Luchasaurus both exchange in the middle of the ring. Uh, Brandon Cutler does get involved, and Warlow ends up throwing him off the stage. Warlow then tosses Marco's stunt off the ring in like a uh, press slam, which was it was crazy. And, and Marco's stunt's like a little, a really little small guy. Um, after that, Luchasaurus uh, then hits a shooting star press off the stage on on top of everybody. It was really crazy. Uh, Luchasaurus then hits a choke slam on Wardlow. MJF gets himself involved in the match. He distracts the ref, which then causes Wardlow to hit the F10 on Luchasaurus and pins Luchasaurus for the three, and your winner of the match is Wardlow. But after the match, MJF ends up attacking Jungle Boy, and an entire fight breaks out between Jurassic Express MJF Wardlow, the entire audience got involved. I believe the best friends even got involved in the match. It was insane, man. So it's definitely not over between MJF and Wardlow and Jurassic Express. So looking forward to see what they do next. Um, after that, we go into our next match. Is It is Sheeta versus Red Velvet. Now, I don't know much about Red Velvet. I'm guessing either A, she's pretty much a jobber, or you know, it's somebody that's been working on maybe AEW Dark. I'm not sure. Uh, but this was a really quick match. But the one thing I do remember, though, was when Sheeta was making her way to the ring, she noticed that Penelope Ford was sitting in the audience, and they were both giving herself, both giving each other like mean looks, and they were both pissed off at one another. Um, so there's definitely tension there, and obviously Penelope Ford is going to be challenging Sheeta for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, but this match between Sheeta and Red Velvet was really quick, really fast. It was practically a squash match. I mean, Sheeta gets in the ring, hits... Uh, Red Velvet with a running knee, then picks Red Velvet up, hits her with a falcon arrow, and pins Red Velvet for the three, and your winner of the match is Sheeta. After the match, though, Sheeta then gets out of the ring, goes out to the outside, ends up attacking Penelope Ford on the outside. She ends up punching Kip Sabian right in the face. I thought she knocked him out. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to the Sheeta versus Penelope Ford match. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, after that match, we go into the Cody and Jake Hager press conference. Um, I didn't get I didn't get to able to watch majority of the press conference, but I got small clips out of it. Um, I know that you know Cody was talking about the opportunities that you know AEW has given people like Ricky Starks, and that Ricky Starks only had like three dollars to his name. Um, and Arn kind of you know Arn Anderson kind of sought him out and you know knew that this guy had talent, and he does. Um, and AEW gave an opportunity, you know, and Cody was like, I believe, you know, I know I'm the American Nightmare, but I also believe in the American Dream. Um, and by doing that is giving, you know, male and female talents the opportunity to show their craft. And I, I completely commend, you know, Cody for saying that and giving these guys that are on the indie, indie scene are looking to show people their craft and what they can do in that ring to allow them to do an AEW spotlight. So I do appreciate that. Um, a couple of things I took from the press conference, too, was that uh, Jake Hager, he arrived late, obviously. Um, he was there with his, I think, girlfriend or wife. Um, there was a little bit of tension. I mean, I know Jake Hager, like, kind of put his face, his fist into, like, Cody's face, you know, and kind of, like, taunting him and stuff. They were taking pictures or whatever. Um, 
But then his wife, Jake Hager's wife, ended up throwing a glass of water into Cody Rhodes' face, um, which really did piss Dustin off. Um, and they wanted him, you know, wanted her to be escorted away and gone. <clears throat> so this is going to be a great match. And I love the storytelling here between Hager and and Cody and just, you know, the whole thing that they've been dealing with with the inner circle and the elite. So this is going to be a really good match between uh, Cody and uh, Jake Hager. I'm looking forward to it. Um, after that press conference between Cody and Jake Hager, we go into a uh, Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela promo. La- I think it was last week uh, we seen, like, Janela get in a car with Sonny Kiss, and they were driving around. Um, it kind of still took off from that in this promo. I mean, they were driving around. They ended up stopping at a gas station. Janela was in the in the uh, gas station getting Lunchables and stuff and all that, and Sonny Kiss was outside pumping gas into the car, and she was approached by uh, – or. Sonny Kiss was approached by different, like, random people, and they, like, wanted to beat her, like, you know, attack her or whatever, beat him up or whatever. And, um, I, I mean, I thought the promo was great. I mean, I think Sonny Kiss held her, you know, did a great job. I think when Joey Janela came out of the story, he was, like, eating, like, a burrito or something. And um, he ended up helping out Sonny Kiss and attacking these, like, goons or whatever that came out of nowhere. So it was kind of, it was kind of funny. It was cool. Um after the promo, it set up the match between Cole Cabana and Brody Lee versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. This wasn't a really bad match. Uh, starting off the match, Sonny Kiss hits a uh, Hurricane Rana in the middle of the ring. Sonny Kiss and, and both Janela are showing great tag team work in this match. Lee hits a suplex on Sonny in the middle of the ring. Janela then hits a moonsault off the top rope on the outside on Brody Lee. Sonny then hits a 450 splash on Cole Cabana in the middle of the ring. Janela then hits a tope. I believe it was on Brody Lee on the outside. Lee then hits Janela, I believe it was like with a big boot. Uh, but then Colt ends up, I think Brody Lee rolled him into the ring and then Colt went and got the pin and pinned him for three. So the winners of this match was Brody Lee and Colt Cabana. It was Colt Cabana's first win in multiple weeks. Or I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, his first win on AEW possibly. I'm not really sure. Um, but after the match was over, Archer ends up attacking Sonny Kiss on the outside. Janela does throw a chair at Archer, but it, like, did nothing to Archer whatsoever. He just ate the chair shot. And then Archer ends up hitting Janela on the outside, like, with a big boot. So, definitely, I'm really interested in what they're trying to do here with this Joey Janela and Lance Archer thing. So, I'll fill you guys in as soon as I let you guys, you know, as soon as I know what's going on. Um, after that match, we go into our next match. It is FTR versus SCU. Now, I know some people might be asking, like, well, I thought it was the Nightmare um, the Nightmare Family or whatever with uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. Um, and that was the situation. It was booked to be the Natural Nightmares nightmares versus FTR. But unfortunately, QT Marshall was out due to the fact that he came into contact with somebody that had the COVID-19. So uh, Tony Khan and everybody ended up scrapping that match and put FTR versus SCU. It honestly wasn't a bad match. I mean, it, it was really good. But starting off the match, FTR and SCU at both exchange in the ring. Kazarian hits a springboard leg drop on Wheeler in the middle of the ring. Dax then hits a snap suplex on Daniels. Wheeler and Kazarian both exchange in the ring. Both devastating chops. Kazarian hits an um, unprettier on Wheeler in the middle of the ring. Hats off to Christian, by the way, for that move. Uh, Harwood uh, then hits uh, a leg drop on Daniels off the top rope. Dax then hits a superplex off on Daniels off the top rope. Then Daniels gets up. Hits uh, the Angel Wings on Dax Hardwood, but then FTR hit Goodnight Express on Daniels and end up getting the win and pin for the three, and your winners of the match are FTR. Uh, but after the match, uh, FTR, they end up grabbing a mic. 
they pretty much call out every tag team that's in the division, said that, you know, they're here, they're red hot right now, and they're ready to take out every AEW tag team that's in the company right now. And they are, man. They, they're doing a great job being with AEW and, and not having, you know, they're able to do what they want to do in AEW and have the able to have the, cre- the creativity to do what they want to do and take, you know, pride over their own character. So I do appreciate that because when they were in WWE, they got shitted on. Um, after FTR calls out every tag team in the division, Butcher and Blade end up arriving. They're actually on the back of FTR's pickup truck they usually drive into the ring with. Um, they're both pretty much calling uh, calling out the FTR, pretty much mocking them the whole time. Um but behind them in the ring, behind FTR, was Pentagon and Phoenix. It seems like Phoenix is good to go. He's cleared to wrestle. Uh, haven't seen Pentagon or Phoenix wrestle in quite a while. So it was good to see them back. Um, and they, Pentagon and Phoenix end up attacking FTR. Then the Young Bucks arrived to pretty much help out FTR. So definitely want to see where this story goes with the Young Bucks and FTR and Butcher Blade and Pentagon and Phoenix now. So. I will let you guys uh, know what's going on with that as soon as I figure out what's, you know, any news that I get from that. Um, After that match, we go into Brian Cage practically versus a jobber. I mean, Brian Cage pretty much dismantled this man. I don't know who this guy was, but he destroyed him. I mean, he was tossing around literally like a rag doll, like he was two pounds of nothing. Uh, I think he even like powerbomb slant, like threw him into the ring from the outside. Like it was insane. Um, He threw it like he threw him in the air the entire match. Uh, then he ends up hitting that like devastating like flip pile driver move that he does his finish ends up getting the win pins him for the three that move that he does man is so brutal I'm always like worried that someone's gonna like miss their head or something and it just slam his like he's gonna slam their head right dead into the mat and break their neck that move is so crazy but after the match Taz cuts a promo on John Moxley um, my thoughts on Taz working with Brian Cage number one it's phenomenal number two he is great with a mic man. You know, Taz is great, and he, he's a great, plat, you know, great voice for Brian Cage. And having him just on the mic or just, you know, in the wrestling business still, like, even now, and being a mouthpiece for Brian Cage is absolutely great, man. It really is. You know, he called out John Moxley, said Moxley's sitting on his ass doing nothing, making excuses after excuses, which I will let you guys know why Moxley wasn't there on AEW tonight, even though he was advertised to be there. Um, but it was a great promo from Taz. It really was. <coughs> Um, after that match, we go into, uh, like a little, uh, a war, a war of worlds, uh, words, if you will, between Baker and Big Swole. Um, they're still obviously at each other's necks pretty much. And they're both pretty much mocking one another. Um, I do see a match between Britt Baker and Big Swole here in the near future. Once Britt Baker's, you know, healthy to come back and she no longer has the injury. So that's going to be a great match because I know Big Swole can go, man. She's very good talent for AEW. So I definitely look forward to that match. After that match, we go into our next match, which is Matt Hardy versus Santana from Inner Circle. Um, This match was, I mean, it was good. It was was back and forth. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. Um, I kind of felt like both guys kind of knew each other, like, you know, what they were going to kind of do in a way. Um, But it wasn't wasn't like a shitty match. It was a good match. Um, Hardy, you know, he has like three or four different side effects in the match. Um, you know, just kind of keeping the pace of the match. He ends up, I mean, he does kind of beat the hell out of uh, Santana, though. But he ends up hitting a roll-up on Santana and pins Santana for the three, and Matt Hardy gets the win. 
Uh, but after the match, Ortiz ends up attacking Matt Hardy after the match is over. Ortiz and Santana then hit a uh, street sweeper on Hardy. It's like a like a, a double team move or something like that. It, it was okay. I mean, it kind of gave me like Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner kind of moves. You know, that's that's what it reminded me of. Um, and then Private Party come out to help um, Matt Hardy after the onslaught that Ortiz and Santana that was given to, given to Hardy. Um, and Private Party has been like teaming up or like been hanging out with Matt Hardy for the past couple weeks. So it's good to see Private Party come out and, you know, kind of save Hardy. Um, after that match, we go pretty much into our main event or last segment of the night. It is Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, they're pretty much having a face-to-face. Um, this was, I mean, this was pretty good. I mean, Jericho, Jericho's great on the mic, number one. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's been in the wrestling business for a long time. Um, and he's just great on the mic. I mean, he was pretty much shitting all over Orange Cassidy and said that if he pulls any of that stupid stuff that he pulls, like, you know, the little leg kick or whatever, he's going to knock his teeth down his throat. Um, but Orange Cassidy ended up doing it anyway. He was kicking his leg, and the fans were loving it and stuff and cheering him on. Uh, obviously, it pissed Jericho off, and Jericho ends up attacking him. Well, Orange Cassidy ends up spearing him in the middle of the ring, and that fight breaks out, and they fight out on the outside of the ring, and then Jericho ends up beating him up on the outside for a while. Uh, I know uh, he take, he took a, like a camera boom or something like that and slammed it into Orange Cassidy's head, which I think caused Orange Cassidy's right ear to like bleed pretty bad. Um, they said after like it was all over that Orange Cassidy definitely needed some kind of medical attention after it was over because his ear was bleeding a lot. Um, a couple of things I took from that, though, was the Superman punch that Orange Cassidy landed on Jericho running down the aisle and then hitting him with a Superman punch and Jericho flies into a table and breaks it. That was absolutely hilarious. It's going to be, it's going to be a good match between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. It really is. So, but I did end up finding out for you guys, the, uh, the cards for fighter fest day one and fighter fest day two, um, fighter fest day one is going to be Wardlow and MJF versus jungle boy and Luchasaurus. Um, also, we have Private Party versus Ortiz and Santana. Sheeta will be defending her AEW Women's Championship against Penelope Ford, night one. Also, we have Jake Hager versus Cody for the TNT Championship on night one as well. And then the last match of the night, we have Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defending their AEW Tag Team Championship against the best friends, which consists of Trent and Chucky T. So that will be your night one for Fighter Fest. Uh, night two for Fighter Fest will be John Moxley defending his AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Brian Cage, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy, the Young Bucks and FTR versus Butcher and Blade and Lucha Bros, Lance Archer versus Joey Janela, SCU versus Colt Cabana and Brody Lee, and I believe one person from the Dark Order, and Nyla Rose will also be in action. <coughs> um, a couple things that I got from the night. Number one. AEW ain't just here to have a cup of coffee and leave. That's a fact. Uh, they're here to stay, man. Uh, their tag team division is top-notch. You're not going to get any more. And I've said it in the past. You're not going to get a better tag team division than what you got on AEW right now as a whole. Um, number two, Chris Jericho on the mic tonight with Orange Cassidy. Phenomenal. As well as Taz. Taz did a phenomenal job cutting that promo on John Moxley. Um, and speaking of John Moxley, the reason why, yeah, he was advertised for AEW Dynamite tonight, or last night, I should say, um, is the fact, the reason why he wasn't there is because he ended up coming into contact with somebody that has 
COVID-19, the coronavirus. That person supposedly being Renee Young, his wife. Um, I'm not sure if he has COVID-19, but as a precaution, Tony Khan pretty much told him to stay home. Um, the other reason why the Natural Nightmares were not wrestling tonight either against FTR like they were advertised to is because QT Marshall also came into contact with somebody that has COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Um, that's why that match was scrapped and it was FTR versus SCU. Um, and I mentioned this earlier on another podcast on the effect that this might cause for Fighter Fest as far as John Moxley is concerned. Um, this is huge. I mean, it could, like I said, it can definitely be uh, detrimental to the Fighter Fest card if John Moxley does not defend his title against Brian Cage at Fighter Fest. I mean, the build, the story, um, the match itself would be great. Um, I'm not faulting. I'm not mad or like upset with Renee Young. I hope she's okay. I hope she's fine. And I hope she, you know, gets healthy. Um, but at the same time, too, this could have really affect the Brian Cage and Moxley match. Not taking anything away from the talent that's on the card now and the the matches that they have lined up. I mean, Jericho Cassidy will be great. That eight-man tag with Young Bucks FTR versus Butcher Blade and the Lucha Bros will be fantastic. Uh, every time Young Bucks wrestle the Lucha Bros themselves, it's, it's almost a five-star match. It's phenomenal. Um, but all in all, it was a good night for AEW. I think I, I, you know, I'm liking in the direction that they're going. Like I said, I'll state it again, that they have the best tag team division in the world right now. Hands down, not NXT, not raw, not SmackDown. AEW has the best tag team division in wrestling. Um, a couple of other side notes too, that, that one's very interesting that I've learned is that I truly believe that we might see a rebirth or a return of the four horsemen. Now, a lot of people have been talking about it. It's been rumored. I know, I think it was last week. Uh, Cody was doing an interview with, uh, he was with Arn at the time. Uh, and he kept putting up like, you know, putting the four fingers up, you know, kind of making like resemblance to the four horsemen because they all used to do it. You know, Arn, Tully, Ric Flair, Barry Windham, they all used to put the four fingers up for the four horsemen. So Cody did that same thing last week. Um, he also mentioned something about whether he was still in the elite or not. He don't know, um, and so on and so forth. So I can see possibly a resurgence of the four horsemen. And if I had to pick the names who would be in it, I would pick Cody. I would also pick FTR, maybe even Sean Spears, because uh, you know how close Tully obviously is with Arn. Even though Sean Spears is a rival with Cody, I, I feel like they can find some kind of middle ground here. Um, and maybe have them like, I mean, again, they can have them versus the inner circle, or I would even pay money to see them versus, you know, the elite down the line. I think it would be great. I think stable, like bringing stables into wrestling would be good. You know, we have the elite, we have the inner circle, you know, possibly having the four horsemen. And from what I understand, Arn Anderson actually got the trademark for that as well as his own name, Arn Anderson. So Arn Anderson can kind of be like the JJ Dillon of this and, you know, create his own four horsemen with Cody and Sean Spears and FTR, you know, and he can, like I said, he could play the role as JJ Dillon if he wanted to and just manage that team, that stable. I mean, he's already managing Cody, you know what I mean? So, I mean, if you think about it back in the day, I'm, I know JJ Dillon did a lot of matches and a lot of work with Ric Flair. So this could be something where, you know, we could possibly see a return of the four horsemen with Cody Spears, FTR. That I mean, that's who I would put in that stable, to be honest. You know, you put that stable up against anybody, man, it'd be a hell of a match. Um, 
But like I said, I mean, I this show for me, you know, eight dynamite last, you know, for last night, I had to give it a seven, seven, seven and a half. I think it was a good show. I think the FTR versus SCU match uh, was great. I mean, they both gelled greatly in the ring together. Both teams did. Um, having Butcher and Blade show up and being in the truck and having the Lucha Bros show up who haven't been on TV, AEW Dynamite, and <clears throat> to me, I think like two months. You know, I haven't seen Phoenix wrestle or Pentagon wrestle in a while. Hell, I haven't even seen Pac wrestle in a while. So just to have Phoenix and Pentagon back, man, that's great. Um, and the Fighter Fest cards, if everything goes what they had booked for the Fighter Fest, it's going to be a great night for both nights. It really is. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, the same thing with uh, Sheeta and Penelope Ford. I think it's going to be a good match. I am picking Sheeta to win. Um, I think it's going to be a good night. I do. I really do. I just think, you know, after this Penelope Ford match, Sheeta needs another top contender. I'm hoping they bring some more, you know, female talent into AEW, to be honest. They, they, they need a big name, man. They do. Not taking anything away from Sheeta or anything like that or any of the talent that they have there now, but they need, like, a big household name there. Um, and some of the names that they had on their shows before, I haven't even seen them yet. I don't even know if they're still with the company. Like, Aja Kong, I don't even know if she's still signed with the company or not. Um, but all in all, I'll give it a seven. I think it was a good night. It was a decent night. Um, and I love, like I said, I love what they're doing. You wanna, If you want to watch tag team wrestling, man, this is the company you need to be watching, hands down. If you're not and you're a tag team wrestling fan, you're missing out. If you're not watching this product and you're watching AEW on TNT on Wednesdays, you're missing out. And, again, I know it's tough because a lot of people are NXT fans as well, including myself. You know, it's tough to watch both because both are running at the same time, two different networks. You know, I, I get it. But if you like tag team wrestling, yeah, man, you need to watch AEW Dynamite. By far the best tag team division in all wrestling right now. So, and like I said before, like I said, they're, they're not – AEW is not just here to have a sip of the old coffee or have a cup of coffee and leave, man. I, I feel like they're here to stay for a long time, you know, and if they keep adding more talent and more shows better, you know, and good storylines like they're doing, I can see them sticking around for a while. You know, and I think them being on TNT is just perfect. I, I really truly believe that. So, um, but this is your guys' AEW Dynamite review. I want you guys to stay safe, be careful, and I will see y'all later. Peace.